everyone, and welcome to Consumer Watchdog's Rage for Justice Report, our weekly conversation about the current issues we're exposing, confronting, and changing. I'm your host, Carmen Balber, Executive Director of Consumer Watchdog, and with me this week is Consumer Watchdog's Litigation Director, Jerry Flanagan. Hey, Jerry. Hey, Carmen. How are you doing? Doing well. How about you? Fine. Thanks for joining me this morning. Um, lots going on uh, in April in Sacramento, and you're in the middle of one of the big things that we're working on, so appreciate you joining us. Um, it's the month when bills have to get out of their first policy committees, so there's a lot of legislation we're working on on the medical board, on insurance companies and climate change, but we wanted to have Jerry on to talk about a key good government bill um, whose genesis was a scandal uh, that he uncovered and we've been working on for some time now, but Let's start, before we get into the details, with the basics. Jerry, what's the bill um, that we're talking about here? Well, it is AB, Assembly Bill 2370, by Assemblymember Levine. And essentially, it's getting at a – it's kind of a a, a, a funny, if not painfully funny, uh, reality, which is that – Though I think most people would agree that transparency and the public's right to know are cornerstones to democracy, at least in the United States, maybe not in Ukraine. Uh, And and in fact, uh, voters in California amended the Constitution in 2004 to enshrine the right to access government records, uh, as well as in uh, the legislature did so in the Public Records Act, one of the most important public records disclosure uh, laws in the entire country uh, modeled after federal law. Yet here's the kicker. <laughs> Though the Constitution and the Public Records Act requires access to government documents so we can find out what the government's doing with our taxpayer dollars and what they might be hiding and to provide insight on controversial policy decisions, illuminate con- controversial um, changes in our laws and regulations, despite all those re- needs and requirements, state law does not provide a minimum retention period for these records. So in other words, these records, though on the one hand must be produced under the state constitution, can be deleted and destroyed before journalists or the public even know they exist, let alone have the opportunity to uh, request them. Crazy as that sounds, it gets crazier because in the process of this, we discovered on the Secretary of State's website, um, which governs this retention doctrine, which also should be understood as the deletion doctrine, literally cartoons of state workers uh, deleting and destroying public records. And the – you know. There's lots of material here, but I mean, it really goes into like one of the one of the cartoons notes that state workers may not feel comfortable uh, deleting and destroying public records, but the Secretary of State's retention handbook, which again should be the deletion handbook, tells state agencies, but no, 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 deleting and destroying records is a really important way of avoiding liability under you guessed it, the, the Public, public Records, records Act. Act. Exactly. I mean, so, this is when this is when Jerry. I never want this to be a video podcast, but this is the one time I wish this was a video podcast because people should really see the pictures of these cartoons that were on the Secretary of State's website. And I mean, maybe we uh, we put a caveat in there, which is that the current Secretary of State did not write these rules, uh, and the current Secretary of State has said they will be coming down off the Secretary Secretary of State's website. So I hope that's true. 
But, you know, these were these were pictures of people at what looked like essentially document shredding parties, except for the documents were on their computers, gleefully getting rid of public records that someone might want, but now they might never have access. To. Email purge day. <laughs> Woo! So um, really, really disturbing uh, that that was the guidance that state agencies were getting from the te- secretary of state. But this legislation would uh, put a hold on that and say public records emails, communications, documents have to be kept at state agencies for a minimum of two years, correct? Yeah. So cities and counties currently have state laws that apply to them that require minimum retention of documents for two years. And then after that, there can be a thoughtful plan for destroying certain records that are determined in a public way not to be necessary for the operation of government. None of this exists at the state level currently. And so a two-year retention minimum is what the bill puts in place, and that is just a minimum. Obviously, some records need to be held on to for much, much longer, and some records are currently archived through a a, a formal process, which they're never destroyed. And many government records should be thought of in that way. But currently, there is no minimum period. And so in the process, the way this came up, as I'm sure you recall, Carmen, that in the course of our litigation under the Public Records Act against Insurance Commissioner Lara, um, a whistleblower from the Department of Insurance called us up and said, you know, there's something you should really look into because the department now has implemented a procedure where emails, which is the essential mode in which government staff and workers, attorneys carry out the public's business, uh, Emails were going to be deleted after 180 days, so just six months, unless they were individually archived, which is an extremely onerous process. And so the whistleblower said, look, I – and I'm not going to tell this person sex or name, of course, because they're a whistleblower. But I am a senior attorney in the Department of Insurance, and I'm extremely concerned that my emails are going to be removed from servers after 180 days – because emails are the essential mechanism record in which we track wrongdoers. And if I can't have my email preserved, I'm going to lose my ability to enforce the law. And so, you know, it's, it's always – that's something unique about Consumer Watchdog, right? We're in the middle of a lawsuit fixing one problem and then we're – you know, another problem, of course, arises. It's related to the lawsuit, which is that there's no law here that provides a minimum basis for retaining records. And that's really where all this came from. And I have to say, it's not just the Department of Insurance that's had this problem. It turns out document deletion, particularly emails, go hand in hand with government corruption. So uh, the CalPERS, for example, and there's many examples, um, and we um, uh, started deleting emails back in 2011 after another corruption scandal. But um, it, it, we do have – this would be a fun uh, three-hour-long podcast where we can go through what are right. known as retention schedules which again should be read as deletion schedules where state agencies, each division and bureau has a schedule, which is just a chart, which determines when certain records can be deleted. Uh, One example, Department of Insurance, again, seems to have a lot of the problems with deleting records. Um, Records of meetings, schedules between the commissioner and the executive office and lobbyists or anyone that has an interest in front of the department, which as you know, was subject to our ongoing lawsuit against the commissioner. Um, those scheduling records are deleted after 90 days. 90 this, days. This Before is not – even knew the meeting happened, yeah. the record of the meeting yeah. is gone. Right. So these are – you know, this is significant. You know, the Department of Insurance is a $310 billion – it regulates a $310 billion agency that – or pardon me, um, 
uh, set of products put out by the insurance industry, right, that are critical for our daily lives. And there are lobbyists and other people wanting into influence that are in front of the department all the time. And really one of the only ways we ever know about this is through a Public Records Act type of analysis of those meetings, yet they're deleted within 90 days. Where on the other hand, they we also have said these records are a cornerstone to the democracy and upholding you know, the rule of law. On the other hand, we can delete them ad hoc. Well, so that, and that's, you know, really why the fundamental uh, importance of this kind of transparency to the functioning of good government. So we know what our representatives are up to is, you know, why this bill is so important. And in fact, um, uh, colleagues at the California News Publishers Association, the First Amendment Coalition, other good government groups have weighed in in support of this bill. And it's something that, in fact, has made its way through the legislature before, correct? I mean, this is a bill that um, passed in years past, but then was vetoed by the governor. Correct. Yeah, and the, the issue in the past was uh, the concern raised uh, in the veto message was cost. And it's ironic and, uh, you know, uh, that in this day and age with, you know, with servers in the clouds and we, I think we all have examples from our own spam email where Google and Windows are offering us unlimited storage capacity for mere dollars a month that somehow um, – you know, the cost was an issue. Now, I, I suspect what's really going on here is that the state agencies don't like to come into a state legislative committee hearing where their budgets are approved and also say, well, thank you for the check. And by the way, can we delete our records quickly? Because we don't really like people looking into what we're doing. That's not going to really fly. But I suspect that there were certainly some whisperings in the ear at the governor's office saying, you know, we'd rather not have these records around, you know, minimally. Uh, retaining records means that, you know, controversial policy decisions are going to be available for scrutiny, which, of course, is appropriate. And at the other end of the spectrum, I would say, you know, these kind of uh, practices currently allow cover-ups of self-dealing and corruption. And, of course, if there is an agency that finds itself in that position, you know, the instinct, unfortunately, of sub-public servants is just to delete, delete, delete to cover the tracks. And that's, of course, is not what the law you know, should allow. Should allow. Should allow. Absolutely. Yeah. No. And I mean, we're not talking about we're not talking about warehouses full of documents and printing out emails and storing them in files. We're talking about the cloud where storage for even a giant government uh, the size of California's uh, is uh, worth the small price uh, for an open and transparent government. So um, so the bill passed out of its first committee. It's headed to its next one and has to pass by the end of the month. Um, and we'll keep everyone informed on its progress. Anything, uh, anything I forgot, Jerry? I think that's it. Let's just, um, you know, keep our fingers crossed. And keep your fingers away from the delete keys, state agencies. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I, I know that if I my emails were deleted every 180 days, I wouldn't have any memory of what I had done last year. So uh, another good reason that the government uh, should keep hold of uh, emails a little bit longer. Thanks, Jerry, for joining me, telling everyone about this important bill. Uh, and thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. You can go to consumerwatchdog.org for more information about the bill and the Public Records Act. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. If you're listening on your phone, click that little subscribe button. Uh, I'm Carmen Balber, and this has been the Rage for Justice Report. <laughs>